Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm joined by my good friend Chris, Vice Chairman of Bieber, also a big friend, fan and compatriot of this particular show. And the reason we've brought a little extra episode out this week is because of boxing news. And of course, there's always something that happens in the boxing world. Sometimes it's worthy of an extra little 20, 30 minute podcast. And this news certainly is worthy of that said podcast because... Conor Ben has been cleared by the WBC to fight again. They have accepted the explanation that has been presented to them that he had too many chicken eggs and that was the reason why he had clofamine in his system because according to the science, if you ingest too many of these eggs, said eggs, then you will actually potentially have clofamine in your system, which is a can of worms, a huge can of worms that has now just been opened and many jokes, many memes going around social media about Conor Ben. But ultimately, the seriousness of this particular incident occurring and the ruling that the WBC have just given really changes the sport for the worst, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. I think it's a strange decision in the first instance one of the things which we've got to sit back and, and think about is what message does this send not out to boxing, but to sportsmen in general and professional athletes? You know, we've got a governing body here in the WBC who Conor Ben has really had limited involvement with during his professional career, other than signing up for the WBC clean programme, which sounds like a joke now. But all these title fights which he's had have been with the WBA who've actually kept themselves very, very quiet over the, the whole situation. And the sole focus of Conor Ben didn't seem to be clearing his name with the British Boxing Board of Control or even um, UCAD 
or VADA, who actually did the original test, it really seemed to be, I want to still maintain my ranking with the WBC. And it just, for me, it's just a very, very weird move by Conor Ben. When you sit back and read all the um, information on, you know, the, the, the tests, the failed test, the WBC statement, it doesn't clear them. And, and that's one thing which we should say right from the off here, it has not been cleared by the WBC. They have basically said that, uh, you know, there's no conclusive evidence to be found that he intentionally ingested it. But, you know, when you look at the the drug governing bodies and, as I say, VADA, the UCAD, and even the British Boxing Board of Control's own rulebook, it's up to the athlete what they ingest. You know, it is down to them. The responsibility lies with them. So, you know, to actually turn around and say, I didn't knowingly ingest it, so you can't, you know, find me or you can't ban me, it just doesn't work for me. And I just think it's a very, very dangerous message to send out. And the fact that the WBC and the British Boxing Border Control work so closely together, it also feels like a slap in the face for the British Boxing Border Control as they are still doing their own investigation. What do you think this compares to in previous cases then? So, for example, I had this conversation off air uh, with someone that maybe isn't so much of a great boxing fan, but certainly someone who pays a vested interest within it. And their sort of questions to me was, well, what about Tyson Fury and his, his Nandrolone issue? And what about Canelo and his issue? And what about all these other issues? Like, these guys have been allowed to box again. So why is it any different with Conor Ben? And why, why would you say it is any different with Conor Ben in this instance? I suppose with the other two, we've, we've got to kind of see there was a line drawn under them. You know, the Fury saga took years to actually get to a conclusion and he served almost retrospectively a ban. Canelo was just a ridiculous statement of affairs as well because, you know, with Canelo, he tested positive for clenbuterol in 2018, served a six-month ban, then came and fought exactly when he would have fought anyway. So, you know, there was there was no, you know, real punishment for, for either man, either Fury or Canelo. You know, for Ben, the situation is different. He failed two tests. You know, he, he failed his first test in July, then his second test on the 1st of September. And this was kept quiet. And it wasn't until October, really, that it all blew up. The British Boxing Board of Control knew about it for a number of days. And when, when we look back at the actual timeline and the period of events, the whole thing's been mishandled, you know, from the fact that the, the both tests were, were positive, the fact that we believe Chris Eubank's team were actually advised of it around about the, the 4th of October and were still willing to go on with the fight. The only reason it looked like the fight was pulled when we look back on the timeline is that the mail online was going to leak the story and then everybody started to take action. But even when the failed drug test was made public, Eddie Hearn and Matrim still disgracefully, in my opinion, tried to put the match on, tried to push the British Boxing Board of Control to actually sanction this contest. And, and fair play to Robert Smith and the British Boxing Board of Control, they ultimately withdrew it. But the context could have still went ahead if someone had stepped in and actually sanctioned it. Because the one thing which we've also still got to remember in this whole mess, and it is an absolute mess, Conor Ben is not suspended. His licence, he actually handed his licence back to the British Boxing Board of Control after a hearing on another matter. And we're either led to believe that it expired or he handed it back in and said that he no longer wanted to be licensed from them. And that's actually stopping their investigation 
because they are saying that Conor Bain isn't actually working with them and that they've not seen any of the detail that the WBC have had. So the, for me, the whole thing has is, is just been a mess and it's been mishandled at every every factor, you know, and I, I really don't know what he's going to gain by being re-ranked in the WBC unless his plan is to go and get um, a licence with someone like the Dubai Boxing Commission or the Nevada State Athletic Commission and then fight in America or in the Middle East. Really good explanation from yourself there, Chris, for those maybe that have not fully gone through the detail of what's really gone down here. And you touched on a few points which have been mentioned before. I mean, me and Johnston have talked about this before in previous episodes, but I suppose having you on, it's a different conversation. Your knowledge is better than ours when it comes down to this stuff. So, you know, we kind of lean on you a little bit to to sort of break this stuff down and, and you've done a great job of really explaining it for those that maybe have only heard certain parts of what's actually gone on. I think the biggest issue that's happened for me with this whole thing is the way things were trying to be manoeuvred so that this knowledge didn't get out there. And like you said, if it wasn't for the Daily Mail basically leaking this information, we would have been none the wiser about it. And this would have just happened. That fight with Eubank would have just happened and the course of history would have been slightly different. But it got leaked. And I think that's the worst part, is the fact that they weren't going to divulge that information. They were going to allow that fight to happen. The fact that Eddie Hearn was going to allow that fight to happen really throws shades at him as a promoter because it just shows that he is willing to promote a fighter and a fight regardless of the situation surrounding any issues with drug testing and the amount of interviews where people have pulled them up and put compilations of them together on Twitter is quite hilarious where, you know, someone will ask him about a drugs cheat or drugs testing and he'll go, yeah, they should be banned, they should be banned right out. And there was one person that actually put a compilation of interviews where he said stuff like this in the past together and it was quite embarrassing for him. I mean, he probably doesn't care whatsoever, but it's embarrassing really for his reputation that he was going to allow this to happen and now he's sort of distancing himself away from things and he's, he's trying to sort of stay on the fence and stay neutral in this whole saga. It, of course, he's going to promote Conor Ben again, absolutely. The money's going to be there. Conor Ben's talking the big talk at the moment and, you know, as of yesterday, I was seeing exchanges between him, Conor Ben, and Errol Spence Jr. You know, of all people in the world, Errol Spence Jr., one of the best welterweights, if not the best welterweight in the world, one of the pound-for-pound top 10 fighters, and yet Conor Ben really hasn't got himself up yet. He hasn't cleared his name, so to speak, and yet he looks like he's vying for a fight with Errol Spence, and I'm just thinking to myself, really, Conor, are you really doing this right now? Is this really the appropriate time for you to be engaging with someone at this level when you haven't even for a guy in in the top five really in the welterweight division yet you're campaigning against arguably the best guy in it and it's it just all seems so strange and surreal that he's just kind of carrying on now he, he he's just carrying on he's letting everybody else do the work behind the scenes and it's like look i'm gonna fight again very shortly and it's gonna happen regardless of of, of what these outcomes are it just doesn't really leave a good taste in the mouth of a boxing fan and how can you sort of move forward following this guy's career now? You know, regardless of what the outcome is, it's going to be tainted. His career is completely tainted as a result. So no matter what he does from here on out, 
whether he goes on to win some sort of world title or recognised title, this mark's going to always be there. This asterisk is always going to be there against his name. And he's never truly going to be able to recover from this. And I think you look at the Fury cases and the, the Canelo cases and, you know, you, you've made some sort of valid points about, you know, okay, you know, there was bans essentially in retrospect and then you've got Canelo with his six months ban. It wasn't right. None of us really agreed with it. But essentially he did serve some ban per se, the pair of them in, in, in some capacity. Whereas... At the moment, it's looking more and more likely that Conor Ben might even not even get banned for this, and that that justification around the whole consumption of chicken eggs is going to be the justification for it, because they're saying they can scientifically prove that he's not knowingly ingested a super amount of clofamine, which has then shown up in the traces of his urine sample when he's had his drug test. I just, I genuinely can't fathom how this can play out the way it seems to be playing out. It just doesn't seem right. No, it, it doesn't. But, you know, let, let's look at what actually clofamine is. You know, it's an anti-estinogenic. You know, so what does that do? It elevates your testosterone levels. It's quite convenient that that's what he ingested by mistake. You know, and looking at how many eggs you would need to get to get those levels, 34 eggs a week is what you would probably need to get to get these trace levels, which they're claiming were, were, were in the test. So that's a hell of a lot of eggs. And one of the things which has come to light over the last few days, as you say, there's a lot of internet journalists or a lot of little sleuths going around. There's been a fantastic uh, expose of a, an article which was written in GQ magazine earlier on in 2022, where Conor Ben actually talks about his diet. And it's fish, it's prawns. He talks about the fact that he's almost prescatarian, almost vegetarian in some respects, but he was almost vegetarian. Then he needed to get some calories back in, so he moved over to eating fish. He then says, I enjoy an occasional fried egg. You know, now that was in the middle of the testing period when that article came out. And the fact that he never mentioned that he was down in 34 eggs a week is quite suspect. The, the, the whole thing, you know, has just been mishandled and it's it's really, really beginning to irritate me. You know, one of the things which I was getting very wound up with yesterday was the headlines of the, the shall we call them, the, 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 the main media, the main press, who were saying Conor Ben has been cleared. Conor Ben has not been cleared. You know, there is an application where the British Boxing Board of Control and, and UCAD are still looking at it. They don't have the information to make an assessment because Conor Ben won't engage with them. My whole fear with this with this process is that if, with him not having a, a licence any longer by the British Boxing Board of Control, if he doesn't engage with them, if he doesn't give them any information, it's just almost going to be brushed under the carpet and forgot about because they can't take any action against him because he's not a license holder any longer. So really what Conor Ben's got to do is stop saying, I've been cleared, I'm innocent, I'm going to fight again, and clear up the mess with the British Boxing Border Control. If he gets a two-year ban, fine, he gets a two-year ban. Then come back and, and start your career, you're young enough. But don't try and fool the public and, and kid us that you're clean, that you didn't knowingly ingest this substance when it was in your body. You know, the whole thing for me... It, it, it's just ignorance by everybody involved. Doesn't Tyson Fury fight under a different license and not the British Boxing Board of Control? Am I right in thinking that? You're right. Tyson Fury fights under a Nevada Athletic Nevada State Athletic Boxing Commission license. So is there a chance that he's going to completely not bother with this whole 
I'll clear my name with the British Boxing Board of Control and instead I'll go down that route because I think there's a very strong possibility that's the route he's going to end up going down. Yeah, I, I do as well. And if you think about the Errol Spence, why are we now beginning to see Errol Spence getting targeted? Oh, he holds a WBC welterweight title. So there we go. Here's here's a fight which Conor Ben could actually get, could get it in America or he could get it in Saudi. We know Eddie's got links over in Abu Dhabi also. He's got links with the Dubai Boxing Commission. So all of a sudden, there's doors opening up all over the world for Conor Ben. But again, in his defence, if we're being balanced, we should say he's never been suspended as yet. So he's well within his rights to go and get a licence, whether or not we think it's morally correct or not. You know, and that that is another factor which we've got to to bring into play. Is it morally correct to do this when there's a, a an ongoing investigation into you? Some people just don't care, and and I think that that is what you've said about Eddie Hearn. He just doesn't care, and I agree with you on this. They'll be looking how can we patch up the lost revenue to Max Room to Connor Ben from the failed Chris Eubank fight, and they do that by Errol Spence pay per view for a world title, whether Conor Bain's ready for it or not. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's a really good shout. And, and it seems like that could be a possibility. And Connor Ben isn't ready for it. I mean, that's a different, different conversation for a different day. But the reality is, you know, the business behind it makes sense for them to try and push for that because, you know, that event was was huge losses really for them. It was a huge pay-per-view fight. It was really hyped up. It was very, you know, we were very excited about it regardless of what we thought about the weight differences within the fight. You know, people would tune into it anyway. So for us, it was, it was a moment where, you know, Eddie Hearns lost that money on that show and how is he going to recoup that? Well, you know, he's going to, get a different light help Ben get a different license somewhere else with his links that he has and get him fighting in America and have him fighting in cards in America it wouldn't surprise me if he pops up on the undercard of a huge fight coming up it really wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all and that that'd be the way to do it like you know thinking from that perspective if you're in their position 
and regardless of what they think, or, you know, what has happened and hasn't happened, if they're going to try and relaunch his career, where better to do it than in America? I mean, the, the, that's the land the land of the drug cheats in America, isn't it? Let's be honest. Like, how many American fighters over the years have, have been caught there and, and kind of been slapped on the wrist and, and carried on? I mean, Jarrell Miller is one of them, for God's sake. I mean, he's fighting again, and, and it won't be long before he ends up getting put in the picture again for a potential big fight. It really wouldn't surprise me. So... You know, you go there and you certainly expect that something like this could happen. Uh, a fight on an Errol Spence undercard, for example, wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility with a future fight with these two. But ultimately for us, it's it's just, a, as I sort of pardon the pun, I said it was an excuse. I said that in the title of this episode because it is. It's an excuse talking about eggs being the problem. And, you know, the, the Domino's picture that was put out yesterday on social media was quite hilarious, uh, talking about the Connor Ben pizza. And then he actually had the audacity to reply and just say, actually, I like Pizza Hut instead, which, you know, I thought was uh, quite funny, to be fair. But the fact that other people and even companies are making light of this just, just kind of shows you that. There's not many people that believe in him and believe the story at the moment. No boxing fan out there, I've not seen one boxing fan say that this guy, yeah, he's clear, 100%. I've got I've not seen yeah. one person supporting him, not one. Every single one. I think this is the only time you'll see boxing Twitter unified in an opinion. There's not one on there yeah. that I've seen recently, Chris, that says otherwise than that he's a cheat and he needs to clear his name. And that's the only way people are going to accept it. But coming out and, and using this as the excuse, uh, the reason for this, and then the WBC kind of, okay, they're not clearing it, as I said at the start of the episode, per se on what you've said, Chris, but what they are doing is they're kind of saying, well, you know, there isn't any evidence that he's, he's knowingly and, and intentionally ingested clofamine in some capacity. So we're happy with that. And we're happy to just let them let him fight again. It's no problem. You can fight under the WBC. You can come into our rankings. It wouldn't surprise me if they haven't already put him in the rankings in some capacity. I haven't checked it prior to doing this, but it wouldn't surprise me if he just pops up in the next week in the WBC top 15 rankings. And yeah. th- then what happens next? Does the British bo- Boxing Board of Control just go off what the WBC are doing because of their strong affiliations with each other. I mean, does that happen next or do you think the board will stay their stance on it? I think the board have got to stay and um, keep firm on this. The board, let's not forget, the board have already fined and banned numerous fighters over the years for taking substances which they claimed they didn't know about. You know, there's been some substances. There was um, Dillian White had an issue. We've had Kid Galahad had an issue. If you remember Kid Galahad, when he got um, caught for having substance in his system, he actually said it was his brother had spiked his sports drink because he was jealous of him. You know, now that was his defence. Now, there we go, there's Kid Galahad, didn't knowingly ingest a substance. Dillian White took an over-the-counter substance, I believe, where he didn't actually realise that there was a substance on the band list on it. So again, he didn't knowingly ingest a substance. Both were subsequently banned. So, you know, the British Boxing Board of Control has a track record of actually not necessarily taking into consideration what others do, making their own rulings and making it stick and making it fun. So I think here, regardless of how he got it into his system, as I said before, UCAD have got a written statement out which basically says the athlete is solely responsible for how something appears in their system and how it gets into their system regardless. 
So, you know, with that, you know, I think if they actually conclude their investigation, and I do think there's a big question mark over or not whether they will get to even conclude it, there will be a ban or there will be something coming out for, for Ben. Because the one thing which the WBC hasn't stated is it wasn't any system. You know, they've said, yeah, it was any system. You know, so it's a banned substance. You know, so why are we actually, you know, still in the dark about what's happening with the British Boxing Board of Control and um, VADA? But what was also quite illuminating with the, the um, WBC's statement was they said that they were going to go to the World Anti-Doping Agency and actually liaise with them about potential false positives and concerns which could come from a similar situation. So not only have they backed Conor Ben, they've actually taken it a step further and said, you know what, we will now defend the further athletes in the future because this could happen to them again. So we'll liaise with, with WADA and see if we can put a stop to this. It's When have you ever seen a statement like that? It is, you know, this, the statement was damaging in itself. It's crazy. The whole thing is crazy. And I honestly can't fathom, like, why there has not been a conclusion to this as yet. I mean, what are we, four, five months into this now? Around about five months into this whole thing. And you'd expect now that some sort of ruling decision would have been made by now. And it just seems to be dragging on. And I think it feels like the longer it drags on, the more people are kind of going to forget about it or that's what yep. people hope is going to happen they hope people hope are going to that people are going to forget about it but i don't think we will i mean this is this is a situation that continues to rage on and, and connor doesn't help himself because he puts things out here now and again on social media that just strikes up the debate once again and, and he's just leaving himself subjected to to people on social media giving him that level of abuse and, and obviously some of it's rightly justified if it's you know it's, it's really sort of evidence-based information but uh, what a lot of people are doing is just sort of forming their opinions and as I said earlier it just damages his career either way regardless of whether some sort of magical evidence comes out of the woodwork and it actually proves him to be innocent and then people are still not going to forget it, really. I don't think people are going to be able to either way forget about this happening in his career. And I think this is what's going to badly affect him in the future. I don't think it will affect his opportunities because the guy's going to sell. The guy's going to sell tickets either way. And I've always I've always maintained this from the start of this whole thing happening is that regardless of what happens, whether we agree with it or disagree with it, he will still end up selling tickets. He will still end up in fights. Eddie Hearn will still get in fights unless he decides to wash his hands of him completely, which I can't see happening because there'll be some type of contract in place still where Eddie Hearn's going to want to recoup any losses that he's had with Conor Ben, and he's certainly going to want to get him in fights and he'll be happy to throw him in fights where he's probably out of his depth and not ready for them because for Hearn, it'll make the money. And it's just so negative, the sort of conversation we have to have about this sport sometimes. And this is one of them really where we just can't fathom you know, every other week something's happening. Every other week some bit of news comes out and it just leaves us all in a little bit of uproar. And, you know, last week it was Lee Wood and, and was it a controversial stoppage? And as the days passed over, we actually saw more information come out there from Lee Wood himself, even admitting that he was gone. So, you know, at least with that, you kind of, after a few days, there was a few people that had to eat a bit of humble pie, really. Those that were screaming and shouting about it. But this is this is a universal sort of opinion on Conor Ben, where everyone's just going to say, you know what, you're, you're a cheat. There's no getting out of it. You're a cheat, no matter what you say. Even if the chicken egg excuse is accepted and he manages to resume his boxing career in one way, shape or form, there's absolutely no way we're going to be able to look at it again and go, do you know what, 
I'll support this guy again and I want to see him get to the top. It's going to be really difficult for any normal boxing fan to sit there and go, do you know what? I can support this guy's career. I can forget about this happening. And you're always going to have that axe-strex next to him. And yes, we could say the same. You know, we could say we're contradictory at times because we support Fury. We watch the Fury fights. We see what he does. We talk about him. We support Canelo in some ways. We watch his fights. Well, yeah, these have had drug tests as well. So are we contradicts for doing that? I suppose in some ways maybe we are. But in this instance, I think it's really goddamn clear cut that there is an issue. And the fact that everybody's trying to hide the issue is a huge problem. And it just leads people to believe, including myself, that this is just so rife in the sport. And it's just because it's come out more publicly as, as to why Conor Ben's now being made the scapegoat and it isn't anybody else. Yeah, I think with this one as well, why we're outraged by it is when Conor Ben came out, everybody, you know, from a certain era loved his father, myself included. Nigel Ben was my hero when I was growing up and, you know, I was one of the world's biggest Nigel Ben fans, still am to this day. So when his son turned over, everybody was wishing him well. We loved hearing the chimes of Big Ben coming again when he made his ring walk, his ready or not music. We all bought into it. And then he started to get progressively better. And we started to buy into the narrative. Could this kid actually turn himself from someone who didn't look very, very great when he started? And he looked very poor and lacking technique. And, you know, then he had that massive war with Cedric Pano where he, both eyes were closed. And, you know, he himself actually said, is this the sport that I want to be in? But then he started to almost reinvent himself. He became very muscular. He became fast. He started to get great head movement. And we all started to buy into it. Then he started to get knockouts. Chris Van Herden, Samuel Vargas, you know, Chris Algieri. And we all thought, you know what? He's, he's actually putting the work in. He's first in the gym. He's last in. And we all bought into it. A bit like we all bought into Lance Armstrong coming back from cancer in a way. And then we get this massive shock. A few days before he's due to fight Chris Eubank, he's tested positive. And everybody in the boxing world just felt completely deflated because we bought into this guy. And now we felt that we were understanding it a little bit better. But when you think of the Chris Eubank situation as well, what if it is true that um, Conor Ben took this substance? It's for testosterone. So what does testosterone do? It helps your powers of recovery. It helps your strength, helps your endurance and builds muscles. So he was going to put weight on. And we just seen what happened with Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith, who's not a known puncher. What if that bout had went ahead? And, and we had a dirty fighter in there, allegedly. What if Chris Eubank could have got knocked out by Conor Ben and, and badly damaged after the test results had been made public? You know, the whole thing is just a mess. You know, I, I, can't, I can't see, you know, how disappointed I am in everybody involved because no one has handled this correctly. And to come out now and say, I'm clear, wrong thing again. You should be turning around and saying, one, I've managed to get a decision by the, the uh, WBC and that's going to go in my favour because it now puts an element of doubt as to whatever happens elsewhere. My next focus is getting cleared properly by the British Boxing Board of Control or taking whatever punishment they give me and then I'll resume my career. That's what you should be saying now. Not saying I'm going to fight you, Errol Spence, and I'm going to wipe the floor with you because you've been drinking too much and you've been involved in a car accident. Utter ridiculous. You know, don't go from one distasteful situation to another. 
I couldn't have said it better myself, Chris. And I think on that note, it's a good place to call time on this little short episode that we've done this week on the Conor Ben situation. And of course, it is going to cause debate. People are going to have their own opinions about what we're saying. And I'd like to think everybody sort of supports that, what we're saying in this instance, because I do feel everybody feels the same in in many ways. And and maybe they have different justifications and reasons to why they feel this way. But I certainly believe that most people are in unison when it comes to what we think at this moment in time. And if you've got different opinions or you think there's anything else you want to throw into the mix that we haven't already said, then just let us know at BTL Boxing Pod on Twitter. Or you can find us across Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can find us on YouTube if you're listening to was on there and doing it that way drop a comment below in the box and just let us know what you think about it all it rages on the debate certainly rages on and within the next few weeks and months we may get more information we may hear more things about it and it may lead to more conversations like this and i'm sure all of us will welcome it we just want an outcome that's it we just want an outcome at the end of it all so chris big thanks for coming on last minute doing a little short episode with us and i hope everybody else you've enjoyed it and enjoyed what we've had to say and the opinions we've got and everything that chris you've brought to the table for this episode so big thanks to you uh, and to everybody else listening and, and as always thank you very much for supporting us please make sure you are liking and sharing and retweeting and doing all the necessaries Jake Paul and Tommy Fury is also happening. So if you're listening to this and you haven't heard that preview yet, please make sure you do listen to that. People have got mixed opinions on what they think is going to happen, but I'm seeing a lot of people voting for Paul this weekend. So really interested to see how this fight goes down. Please make sure you do all the necessaries. And thank you for listening to this episode of BTR Boxing Podcast. Podcast Network.